0: All right. Hello, and welcome to How Do You Drew? This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by Druseum.com. I'm Ashley. And I'm Ann.
1: <laughs> it's funny to be looking at each other. Normally, we have our videos off. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> self-conscious. <laughs> it's <laughs> more like we're hanging out, though, so that's fun. Yeah, that's true. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is going to be a really fun episode. We're jazzed about.
0: Yep. Happy Drew's Day. Happy Drew's Day. Just to be clear, that's any day that you choose to listen to this. Hey, good point.
1: It doesn't have to be Tuesday. <laughs> well, you any know what? day you're listening to us is a great Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay, so I got some oopsie daisies right at the top. The first one is just me being so silly. It's not like we had an entire uh, segment of an episode where we talked about how to pronounce photographer Mark Seliger's name, right?
0: No, not at all. No. So we haven't been saying it wrong for the last oh twenty five years or anything. So
1: that's how programmed
0: I am that
1: when we did our last episode, I said it wrong again. And when I heard it back, I was just like, oh Seliger. <laughs> Seliger. Mark need, Seliger. You need to like Photographer
0: Mark Seliger. You're gonna have to start saying that.
1: Photographer Mark Seliger. No, I think I'm just brainwashed or something
0: you just have to start saying it every every night before you go to bed photographer <laughs> mark seliger
1: yeah if we ever want him to come on this show we got to put his name out in the universe correctly <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i just wanted to point that out that i messed it up again but you didn't correct me to be fair i know i would i didn't notice no <laughs> no i did not notice <laughs> okay bigger correction and this happened about two hours ago. <laughs> okay. So, you know, our wonderful friend, Brian OG grapevine Drewby, he messaged me. So remember in our last episode, I told you that I knew there was a talk show appearance where Drew talked about her tattoos. And I was like visualizing where she talks about the cherubs on her back. He sent it to me. I was wrong. It was not the May 95 letterman. Like I was guessing it's the April 94 Leno. So oh. he sent me that clip and I was like, this is what I was imagining. But she says in that interview that she had her butterfly already. Okay. And we thought it was the end of 94. So okay. then I was like, is she telling the truth? So, <laughs> so I went and dug around. So there are like no candidates from 94 where you can see her belly in any way up until December. You can see it poking out in one thing. But we already knew she had it by then anyway. Um, So then I went to photo shoots. And in the, which we've just been talking about this one, the Michael Muller Sky 1994. So that Mm -hmm. magazine was for July. In some of those photos, if you look really closely, you can
0: see it. So she would have had it within a few months before that. Yes. So So April is probably right. Was she telling the truth? Are you thinking like she was so like into thinking about it that she possibly could have thought (laughs) she already had it? (laughs) Or like, I don't know. It just
1: like for a minute, I was like, is she right? (laughs) Like, obviously, she was right. But <laughs> I just like was hoping to narrow it down more because there are a lot of photo shoots from '94 where she doesn't have it, like, clearly does not have it. So okay. I think we could probably guess April was about when it happened. Wow. I know. So I feel kind of bad that we have that information wrong. And then I was well, thinking, can you see it in Mad Love? And I texted you that today to see if you could remember
0: yeah and all I could possibly think was that maybe you can see it through dress she's wearing that she ends up on the sands with, yeah, but I haven't tried to check, okay,
1: because that was filmed like June, July, so she almost definitely has it, and it's not like they would have covered it up because it fits her character so well, so that's true anyway,
0: just a uh, fun of well, get
1: nerdy about this stuff. <laughs> I'm also
0: just trying to think if you see any of her tattoos in Mad Love. Oh, great question. Because she's always like in pants or long skirts. Or like sweaters, like loose sweaters. So yeah. we have to have another follow up about this. Well, now I just need to watch Mad Love.
1: I mean, yeah, we are going to have to definitely do a really big like Valentine episode to that because we love it so much. Uh, yeah. And we'll have to be on Tattoo Lookout when we rewatch it. Well, that's all I have for Oopsie Daisies. But I do have other things to like chat with you about. All righty. So the other night Mila was doing one of her wonderful expertise stalling from going to bed. She's really, really good at it. Suddenly she takes interest in all kinds of things when it's bedtime. I want to watch Drew's show, mom. I'm like, she could not care less normally about it. I want to see if my picture of the mac and cheese is still on the wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was it was, on there for a while?
1: Yeah, but they don't Aww. do that Dear Drew segment anymore. Um, for those of you who don't know, back when they had Dear Drew on the first season of the show, my daughter sent in a drawing of Drew eating mac and cheese and it made it on air. You can go see that on com if you're interested. But uh, anyway, so I was like, all right, like I went to Paramount Plus because like I told you, you can watch full episodes, but they're like at least a week late so we started watching the George Clooney one and she's like how old is Drew and I was like she's 47 she's like what she's older than you (laughs) and I said yes did you not know that no offense mom but she looks way younger than you what (laughs) she's like thanks
0: What? yeah she thought Drew was like 30 what? I mean, she does I mean, have great skin to be fair when I was Mila's age I had no concept of yeah, how old people were totally. and in fact like if someone had said they were 40 I'm like oh they're gonna die soon well not really but like but you yeah. know like that felt so much older than it does now like 40 feels young to me now totally. to some extent I mean relatively well also the way
1: it. people were styled in the 80s when you were 40 you looked like you were 70 that's true. That is true. Anyway, so thanks, daughter. <laughs> mela. Okay. And then the other thing, this is real brief. It's I like I'm not calling this a, a news thing or anything, but on Drew's News today, the new episode, her guest is this guy called Evan Ross Katz. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I don't think um, so. Um I know who he is because he wrote a book on Buffy that I've been wanting to check out. But I was excited because well, first of all, he was a great guest. He was like the perfect person he, just kind of like Danny Pellegrino the week before he's like pop culture and just really fun awesome. but he calls himself and I've heard this before he didn't even mention this on the show um he calls himself a Sarah Michelle Gellar historian which oh. I like totally want to co-opt that because we are Drew historians like I feel it's much more accurate than just saying fan right totally no so I just thought that was fun when I heard he was on I was like oh yeah I want to steal his his little name for himself I love that and I think we should add that to all of
0: our bios well I did change
1: our Jerusalem Instagram to say Drew more fans and archivists because I feel oh, cool. like you're allowed to have that title so I'll just piggyback on it even though I
0: love it historians and historian archivists. does
1: fit, yeah I mean they kind of go hand
0: in hand right absolutely yeah that's pretty cool I okay. love it Th- thank you Evan Ross Katz for allowing us to steal <laughs> you know just trying title.
1: to like further legitimize <laughs> who we are and why we know our stuff. <laughs> That's great. All right. You ready to read some mail? Sure. <laughs> You've got mail. Okay. So our wonderful friend Lindsay Blake. So Lindsay, who formerly ran the website I am not a stalker.com. I have known her for quite a long time because basically I found her blog and was like, you're so great. I have to be your friend and made her be my friend. <laughs> she was writing about screen locations way before that was like commonplace to know where they were. Like I'm talking way back. She also is such a stickler for accuracy, which I always loved about her. Yeah. She, like she would go nitty gritty deep down and be like, nope, I don't think this information's right. And it's because of this little corner of the store here. You know, those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, totally. So
1: I love Lindsay. She's now a writer for Dirt.com. So she's still doing similar location
0: write-ups, which is great. That's awesome. Um, and I'll read what she wrote us. So she says, just finished your Scream podcast today. Couldn't have loved it more. I had no idea Drew's pants were lavender or that her face is on the poster. I always thought that was Nev for some reason. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you, Lindsay goes to
1: show she's a big Scream fan and she didn't know that was true space. I was kind of surprised. So that's how like not known that information is. (laughs) It's but it's also funny that
0: people are like, no, it's not. (laughs) Like
1: I'm like, okay, let me
0: let me bring out my sources. (laughs) Yep. but man, she's she's great.
1: She's so good at what she
0: does. (laughs) Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. All right. What's new with Drew? What is you? There's uh, more than I
1: thought in the last day. (laughs) Okay. So did you end up getting a chance to watch the (laughs) ET reunion? That's my first question.
0: No, I have not yet.
1: Okay. That's okay. I just watched it today. And the reason I hadn't was because I was waiting for the full episode to come on Paramount Plus, but I got impatient and decided I needed to just watch the clips. There's probably aspects of it. I still haven't seen yet, but it was a good chunk of it. And you can watch those on the Drew Barrymore Um, show.com. Okay. So Drew did not dress up as Gertie like we were hoping because it was Halloween, but she did wear her
0: hat, her cowboy hat. And I did see the picture of that. Um, And when I saw that my immediate question was for some reason, I thought that Jade auctioned off that hat. So yes, she tried to back in, I think
1: it was like December, 1999 jade put up a bunch of Drew's stuff for an auction and it was like not well received because it just felt kind of hmm, slimy i don't know yeah. if that's the right word i believe it was supposed to be for charity but it didn't sit well with the public yeah but that was one of the items and we actually have a great photo of the hat because of that But it never sold. So I'm assuming she must have given it to Drew. I remember Drew saying she had it in Olive's nursery when she was a baby. Aww. Yeah. So, and I even like, you know, skeptical me. I was like, better make sure it's the hat. So I was like doing comparisons and it looks perfect. So I'm sure- They I mean, also, they probably had more than one. We know how movie costumes work.
0: I know I had that thought as well, that there might have been a few of them on set and that Mm -hmm. the type of hat was also like a store bought hat. Like there are lots of factors here. But immediately I was like, wait, how did she get it if Jade auctioned it? But I didn't Mm -hmm. recall that the auction was kind of pulled back. Yeah, maybe
1: Jade kept one and Drew kept one. That's also possible. That is very possible. I wish one day we, we might had... find
0: out, and we might have both in our museum in the future.
1: Oh, absolutely, just, Drew, just go ahead and give that to us. I wish that we had access to those auctions, you know, pictures or something. Because I re- I do remember, and I think I might have a horrible picture of it, but there was like a bad girl script that Drew like kissed the front of with lipstick. I remember really liking that one.
0: I do remember that.
1: Yeah, it'd be cool to see that stuff again. But I've tried to find it, and I haven't had any luck.
0: Interesting, yeah,
1: um. But anyway, the ET reunion is really, really sweet and really cute. It's just so
0: fun to see them all together. So cool. I'm looking forward. Get out.
1: It. <laughs> okay, this is more of a personal excitement, but uh, Gwen Stefani was on the show this week, and uh, I used to be a really big Gwen fan. It's definitely faded in the last like five years. It's like this nothing what it used to be. But I still nerded out about like seeing them together. Of course. I was hoping they would get into this and they just barely touched on it, but it was enough to make me happy because I was kind of thinking like Gwen could serve as a really good inspiration to drew as far as like a second chance at love. Like when you're no longer with the father of your kids. Totally. Yeah. So Gwen did start saying like, basically when she got divorced that she was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to like, get up the kids in the morning and do my work and then I'll be with the kids at night and I'll go to bed and I'll never kiss anybody again. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that's the clip I saw when she said that I was like, yeah. "Wow, this is yeah. like, sounds
0: like Drew." And Drew
1: got emotional when she was saying that. So, that was cool. Like I hope Drew took something away from that like there is hope. It could it could happen. You don't the have thing to be I alone. Like that
0: little clip is that like then Gwen like does an impersonation of Blake. yeah of Blake. <laughs> And yes. she's like hey <laughs> I'm Blake
1: Shelton <laughs> yeah it's cute and then the girl who got to have the makeover done her name is Carolyn and she's actually in a Facebook group I'm part of so she posted a really cute picture of her in between the two of them and I was just like Aww. oh that's so cool but like while Gwen was doing her makeup Drew was like felt the need to do something so she started like pulling the girl's hair back with butterfly clips <laughs> and like putting them all in her hair (laughs) and and she actually said like oh I love butterflies like she hasn't talked about butterflies in a really long time so I thought that was kind of funny because of course we just talked about her love of
0: butterflies yes of course (laughs)
1: another thing I wanted to mention was that there was a stylist named La Roach on the show on Drew's News the Drew's news on the Drew Barrymore show not the podcast yes <laughs> just to clarify and uh he brought up the my boyfriend is out of town tea
0: which is like the second time that's come up in the I last know all of a
1: sudden and I forgot to tell you that I saw a bunch of people who did that look for Halloween too like what? a lot like at least six or seven people
0: that's so random.
1: Yeah. It was cool though. They all have like a fake butterfly on their belly and they had like a bottle of champagne or like a blow up <laughs> bottle of champagne. <laughs> so that's pretty cute. Anyways, he asked her like what do you remember about that look, which is so funny because when that one our our little like march madness tournament, yeah. we were really hoping we could get like a quote from her on it. Yeah. So she just said that she decided at the last minute to wear leather pants and a t-shirt out of her closet. <laughs> and that she was like, good times. That was good times. <laughs> and then uh, La Roach gave her a shirt because they were talking about graphic tees or like statement tees being a thing again. Yep. So he gave her a shirt that said, remove him like a stain.
0: <laughs> I think I saw another little clip of Drew's yeah, news where you and could see wearing them it. wearing that. Yeah because they were talking about
1: britney spears wearing a shirt a long time ago that said dump him oh this was like his like take on that that he knew drew would crack up at and of course she loved it that's really funny (laughs) and then this just came out today and it's so funny because i was thinking like when is the holiday issue of drew magazine gonna come out like we should be right there right (laughs) so she showed it on the show today um and it looks really cute i sent you the cover
0: Yeah, it looks really sweet. It's like all cozy looking.
1: (laughs) So she said that it was in Walmart today. So Friday, just for you guys to know when we recorded this. And then she said it will be in other stores next week. So when you guys are hearing this, could be out. We will be on the lookout and keep you posted. That's fun. Okay, one last thing. (laughs) Um, Do you know the actress Lake Bell? I do. Okay, so she was on the show today as well. And she, I guess, is a good friend of Cameron Diaz. So that's how she and Drew kind of know each other. And I don't know if we knew this at one point and I forgot, but Drew actually met Will at a party at Lake's house that Cameron brought her to.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. I I think I've always wondered how she met Will. So from what I recall, and hopefully
1: I don't have to correct myself later, (laughs) but I think they met and then some time went by and then they met again and started dating. So I don't know if this was the initial meet or the meet that led to the dating. <laughs> okay. That sounds
0: right. I think actually, wasn't there like a, they might have even have met and gone on a date. Yeah. And it like, didn't really didn't go click. that well. And then they saw each other again and like, hmm, maybe. Yeah. No. So maybe this was the second, like the hmm time. I'm um, curious. It was
1: interesting. Cause like, I don't know why it was such a big deal, but the couch that they like sat on when they were meeting like drew had a picture of it and everything shown (laughs) she was like actually getting very sentimental about it
0: on the Um, show
1: yeah and then they like even showed she had a photo of her and will and it was like a week before she gave birth to olive and they're standing in front of lake's house and lake was like what like what I did not even know about it and Drew's like yeah we just happened to like go drive by it and take a picture in front of it because that's where we like met and she like started getting really emotional did they show it Uh uh-huh yeah I'll share it with you it's cute oh but it's just interesting because I'm like god I I don't think I could talk about any of my exes that way and get emotional
0: but that's really sweet yeah and it's a cute picture she was really like bearing some part of herself that feels really personal
1: yeah I agree and then I just realized I didn't even get to the news part of the story. Like that was just kind of an anecdote. but <laughs> um, so Lake was there to promote a new audiobook that she did called "Inside Voice: My Obsession with How We Sound." And they like barely even mentioned that Drew is involved with it. Like they basically just said, like, "Oh, I worked with you on it." So of course, then I had to go <laughs> say, like, what? <laughs> what they <do you> mean? <laughs> So it's really cool. I started listening to it today because my husband has audible credits. So I was like, I'm going to, cool. I need that, please. Can you please get this book for me? <laughs> um, And I love voices. So I, it's very interesting to me, but she has several like famous voice people or famous people in general who I guess are, are taking part in it. So all I've heard of Drew so far is that she gave like a random phrase to a whole bunch of people to say so we could hear like how different people sound. Okay. And uh, Drew was the last one. But like they don't identify her, but it was obviously her.
0: Oh, <laughs> so
1: you don't know? Not at that point, because it was just like a bunch of random. Oh, voices I see. Saying I see. It. I see. I see. Yeah. What was the phrase? I think it was automated marzipan, <laughs> authoritative marzipan. <laughs>
0: that it if not oopsie daisies next week yeah no, exactly <laughs> okay these mistakes <laughs> are purposeful so that we have at least something to talk about next week
1: yeah because we never have anything to talk about we're usually just struggling to
0: speak to each other and i know like nothing about drew so you know okay so our topic this week is a bit different yeah our topic is
1: a not living, a topic.
0: Yeah, it's a living <laughs> human being. <laughs> Even our guest was like, "What's the topic on the week that I'm going to be on your show?" And we were like, "You <laughs> <laughs> you're the topic. <laughs> so this episode is with Tony Crago.
1: So this is really exciting for us because Tony is not only someone who worked with Drew for many years, but he's also a great friend of
0: hers it's it's really fun um we had a lot of encounters not a lot a handful of encounters with tony while he was working with drew he's been able to keep in touch with us and he's kept up with what we're doing he's always been very kind and lovely to us so we're excited to talk to him
1: yeah and hopefully get some new stories new information we can't wait to hear what he has to say
0: we hope you enjoy our talk with tony yay here's tony Okay, so we're so excited to introduce our first full interview guest. We've only had a couple of small little snippets of people of parts of episodes, so... We are here talking to former flower staffer, Tony Crago, who worked with Drew for about eight years. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Tony.
2: Yay. Hey, thank you guys so I'm much. Tony.
1: It's great so to see lovely. your face, by the way. I meant to say you look exactly the same as last time we saw you.
2: <laughs> Job never, it didn't age me. No. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> good to hear. Thank you. It's so good to see you guys. Well, thanks, thanks for course. coming on so the excited show. excited for you in this, in this endeavor. It's I really like this for you guys. Oh, it's thank perfect. you. Perfect. Yeah, it's a good fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think so. We need to get Drew listening to this uh, this podcast and yeah. then get her on it. Hello.
1: Yeah, these are the steps that we hope these, to take. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, at, <laughs> at we, some we, point.
2: We'll get we'll get it we'll get it going. I like I just, it. Actually, <laughs> Thanks uh, for saying uh, that. Had, yeah, I had um, dinner with the person who took over for me, Christina. Uh-huh. Has met Christina yet?
1: No, but no. she does uh, follow our Jerusalem account, so she okay. she must have an awareness of who we are vaguely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so they they're in town um just for a shoot. So I had dinner with Christina last night and I was telling her I was doing this, so oh. we'll, we'll eventually get her on this and, Cool. Uh, yeah, we'll work it out somehow. I still have an in.
0: I like it. <laughs> Thank Very you. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. To hear. <laughs> My first question for you Tony how did you get started in the industry and what led you to joining flower foams?
2: God. Okay. So, I mean, as a young kid, I always knew I wanted to be in LA. I was sort of like dramatic as a kid and would like fall and like (laughs) act like I was acting. And my mom would always be like, Oh, you need to get into acting and all that. So I, I had a love for that. And through, through like school and high school, I did like plays, um, I was in musical theater. I, I was in a, a show choir. So after high school, uh, well, during and throughout life, I knew I wanted to get to L.A. So I finally had the opportunity. I was taking acting classes in L.A. Well, let me let me rewind a second because this is weird. So I was taking acting classes in Chicago and I was going back and forth because I lived in Indiana. So I was going back and forth taking classes and I also did some extra work and I did some extra work on these movies and I got a call to do never been kissed oh what yeah so I did some extra work I was in a little you can't even see me you can see like my arms but I was so excited because I was young and I was like oh Hollywood
1: which scene was it
2: um it's the fair scene when they're like
1: Oh my gosh. On the, on the Ferris, Ferris wheel. wheel.
2: But I wasn't in that scene. They were there was a scene where mm-hmm. Michael Bartan was like going to like a like a booth and he was going to play a game and I was like in that scene
1: that is crazy something
2: something.
0: i never yeah. knew that that's so i normal. know I,
2: I don't tell a lot of people i don't even think drew news oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. we, have, we have to we yeah. would love for you to point out where you are in the scene but Wait, like- <laughs> I'm,
2: gonna, I'm gonna send you a photo so okay. they tell you as an extra that you know don't talk to the cast don't like do anything just stay in your like little holding zone or like where you're at so um I brought a camera with me. I don't know what I was thinking, but like one of those little like-
1: Oh yeah, we would have done that away
2: Throwaway cam- cameras <laughs> and months. I took it. And like at the end of the shoot, Drew walked by me and I was like, oh my God, this is my chance. So I was like, I stopped her and I was like, can you take a photo with me? Oh, and she did. What? I that photo and my mom has it framed on her <laughs> inner living room. I'm like, mother, I look- crazy and I and she always like did you show drew this I'm like no I can't show Drew this photo she's gonna think I'm a stalker um she
0: would have loved it yeah, I she mean, would like, have loved that so we can't day, wait to see it
2: my mom um had the photo with her and she met drew and was like did he ever show you this photo oh my god like showed her the photo and she was like oh my god <laughs> I can't believe he never showed me I'm like yeah <laughs> because I don't want to look crazy but yeah so that was my first through experience, my first Drew meeting. And then I um went on with my life. And then I ended up in LA and had a bunch of little like random entertainment jobs. I worked for like Entertainment Tonight. I worked for a music company. They manage like music producers and engineers. And then um I don't remember, I moved to Seattle for like a short stint, like maybe two or three months. And then I had a friend who knew Chris Miller. Mm -hmm. So when I decided to come back from Seattle, I was telling my friend, I was like, I need a job back in LA. If you know, if you know anybody, you know, let me know. So he reached out to Chris and was like, oh, they're looking for someone in the Flower Films office. Send your resume. So I sent my resume and then eventually I met with Chris and that was it. I got in, got into the office. I started off as like the receptionist and then like receptionist, office manager, and um, <clears throat> Drew was away filming. Everybody loves whales, or whatever that movie was called. <laughs>
1: Big Miracle.
2: Big Miracle. I think it was <laughs> like Everybody Loves
1: Reels. I think I think that might have been the first. I thing. think that was a,
2: the title in the beginning, and then they I changed about the that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um. So she came back, and at that time she didn't have an assistant, and so she, I was in the office, and she met me. And then eventually she came and asked, and I'll never forget. She came and asked if I wanted to like be her assistant. She's like, you can try it out. If you don't like it, you can go back. You can totally go back to what you were doing. Like no pressure, no stress. She was just so kind, so like easygoing and just like, let's give it a try. And so we tried it and I had never really, I had done assistant stuff before, but nothing to this extent. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I will definitely give (laughs) it it my (laughs) all.
0: Make it, make it. That is amazing that she just kind of like plucked you out. Like, would you consider maybe being an assistant to one of the biggest stars? I know (laughs)
2: it's crazy, and I'm like, I have never done anything, but I just thought it was such a crazy. And I, sorry, I want to go back. When I was in Seattle, I was in a Rite Aid or something, and I saw her on the cover of a magazine, and I'll never forget it in my mind. I was like, going to work for you someday. Oh, when I started working with her, it was just such a surreal moment, and just like how our paths weirdly crossed multiple times. So working with her was like you know full circle.
1: I love that stuff so much. I love when you like you can see the little like breadcrumbs through life, bringing you somewhere. That's like the
2: one moment in my life that I could ever like. If I was, I don't know what I was. So in tune at that time in my life that I just. I could I visualized it and I saw it and it happened it's really bizarre
1: love that
0: (laughs) that is so wonderful and I love the whole story and we've actually talked about the way that it feels like Drew kind of promotes within a lot because we've known Chris Miller since he was just her assistant so the first time I met Chris was in 2001 and I recognized him from an e-show. What was the show, Ashley? It was
1: like Hollywood Jobs, and there was a whole like- segment on him being her <laughs> assistant.
0: Yeah, and so I recognized him from that. So I was there for a book signing. I'm just going to tell this little story, because it's kind of a funny thing to like have seen him climb to this, ama- oh, you know, Chris oh Miller's a big deal now, like working Jewish. for Jimmy Fallon. But like the first time I met him, I was at a book signing to meet Drew for writing in Cars with Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For a second, I was I like, is that the right thing? I know the
2: names of the movie <laughs> Writing with Whale? <laughs>
0: riding with whales yeah Yeah, so I was there and then I saw him walk by and I was like Chris and he was so nice just was like do I know you and I was like no but I know you because I watched you on this show and I was a little bit embarrassed He's like oh that's so nice like thank you so much and and so then he was like very very friendly to me and every other time I met him after that until he like really knew who we were he's like do I know you from somewhere I'm like no but I've (laughs) like kind of he's like 10 other times (laughs) yeah But I mean a few times he always thought it was from set. Like he always thought that he knew me from a set. And I was like, nope, it's not a set. Like I'm just a fan of Drew's. But now he totally knows who we are. Like he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank God you did approach him that time because I
1: feel like it led us to a lot of great opportunities. I don't even know if we know Tony if that hadn't like initially. That's true. Yeah, because
0: that kind of like started this sort of connection of us to Drew that always felt safe for us and for her. Like we never felt like we had to do anything shady to like (laughs) get to meet her no truly like yeah. we really just we've been so lucky like me because like
2: sneaking of... a, sneak in a camera
0: <laughs> I, we would have done was, that in those yeah, days yeah we would have absolutely so, done you. that
1: Like,
2: like I was like I got nothing to lose they're gonna yeah we would have off. come on I think on. It was the last day anyways I'm yeah like, you're whatever. like I'm
0: done who cares yeah what are they gonna do fire me <laughs> <laughs>
2: Exactly. I have five dollars an hour <laughs>
0: and craft
1: service right yeah,
2: yeah. just sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting
1: you know what's so funny is one of our best friends, Jolena, who you've met a couple times, um, really? her boyfriend was also an extra and never been kissed.
2: Shut up. Yeah,
1: but in LA. In
2: LA. Yeah. But crazy. still, I know. Oh,
0: don't we know a third person? Wasn't wasn't Raina also in Naruto? Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. So we know a Drewby that was in one of the scenes in the classroom.
2: That's oh, crazy.
0: Cool. I forgot. Yeah, that about- yeah, but- okay. Weird. <laughs> so I'm sure we secretly know more. Like
2: <laughs> Throughout the years, I'm sure. You've it.
1: Yeah. So Tony, um, besides your first uh, meeting with Drew at the Ferris wheel, <laughs> yeah. um, what was your first impression when you met her, like in a more professional manner at Flower Films?
2: I mean, she was just like everything and more. Like she was, you don't you hear all these stories and like how a Hollywood actress, a celebrity, how they're gonna be and she was nothing like that she was just like a normal chick just like down to earth very cool i I don't know it's it was really crazy i was i felt really lucky to have landed that role and to get to know her and then you know over the years it became more of like a family vibe she just became like you know like a sibling she was just she's always there for you like anything you needed, she would do anything for me, vice versa. Like it just grew into something, you know, more than just a work relationship.
1: Yeah. Well, we always talk about how she like forms her own family through those kind of relationships.
0: (laughs) That's really wonderful. And we love that anytime we've talked to somebody who's worked with Drew, it's like the same story. Like it's so consistent. Everyone feels like she's just listening to you like truly listening to you yeah. like she's there with you she's just another human being and i've met you know actors and actresses who have not been so kind you yeah. know and they you know honestly they don't need to be like the fact that she is is just part of her charm like
2: know, and she needs so many people and like even just like randoms like on the street she's just so kind to and I'm like, you don't have to even talk to them. <laughs> like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> she's like, hey, you know, she just, that's her energy. That's just mm-hmm. who she is. And she just is, you know, anyone she comes in contact with, she, uh, she blesses them with her presence, you know, she's yeah. just a good soul, a good human.
0: Yeah. Just another reason we love her. Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. now we're wondering kind of about like the beginning of your time is working at flower films but kind of the first stuff you worked on so was the best coast video for our deal the first flower films project that you worked on
2: I want to say so yes yeah I think that was the one that was a fun one that was a fun video shoot to do it was in downtown LA such a cool vibe it was I loved it it was really cool I, I made a cameo in that one too Oh Oh. I don't remember what part it was. I was walking down the street.
1: Yeah. I oh my gosh, I haven't watched it in a long time. I know I haven't
2: seen that in a long time either.
1: (laughs) As soon as you said it, I was like, wait, that's familiar.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to go pull a
1: screen cap of you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was such a good time. That was she was really she's always been into music, but she's she was really into music and seeing shows and getting to know bands. I loved it. I love yeah, it was and I'm I'm really big into music as well. So like people would come into our office, like music artists. And it was, it was such a fun time. Um, So getting to do that video, it was really cool. And to see her, like, I want to say that was probably one of the first things she's directed, right?
1: Yeah, so um, So it was the last thing, actually. I know, I know. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute.
2: (laughs) First and last. Um, So to see her in that zone was was awesome. And she's just like, I don't know, she just has such a great eye. And she's so creative. She, I was trying to think. There was another thing she directed too, but I think it was a it was a photo shoot for a magazine where yes. it had like Mac Miller.
1: Yeah, at, at her a,
2: house. Yeah, that was yeah. another cool a bunch of bands.
1: You were at that one like too.
2: Hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That was a fun day of just like, you know, just setting a party vibe and like her getting in there and shooting it.
1: So when she was like in charge of these projects, as far as like director or photographer or whatever, did that make your responsibilities extra heavy for that job?
2: We had a good team of people. We had a lot of creative people in the office. I don't know if you ever met Brent.
1: Yeah. We talk about him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He just comes up a lot for some reason. Yeah.
2: He, he was like her creative partner in a lot of that stuff during that time. So, um, and Omar, I don't know if you ever met Omar. Yeah. Yeah. So. All of them together seem to run pretty smoothly. That's so cool. I mean, there's always like, it's always a huge undertaking when she takes on projects like that, especially if she's going to be in it. She really wasn't in it, but like just every facet of it is a lot of work regardless.
1: Yeah. And that video has so many like known actors in it, like Ah, a lot of moving pieces, I'm sure. (laughs) It
2: became like bigger, bigger now. Later. Yeah. Chloe Moretz.
1: I know it's, it's Tyler, such a good one
2: Tyler Posey mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah um Aaliyah Cat and Shailene yeah. Woodley <laughs> oh my
2: god that's right I'm sure
1: there's more We're for
0: uh Donald Glover <laughs> oh my god I forgot Donald Glover's in it yeah
2: we did like... we did all kinds of shoots that you're taking me down memory lane we did all kinds of shoots we did one with Rachel McAdams before she was kind of well she was kind of already big since the notebook but like we did a photo shoot with her we did the one with Shailene. Like, yes. Yeah. It, it was such a fun time because she was so creative and we got to meet these great up and coming actors or artists and just being cool. For me, I loved being on set. Like, it was just soaking it up. It was such a fun time. And I, I just, and every day was different, which I love. Like, not one day is the same. I'm, I wasn't working in an office. It was, I was able to be like in a creative element which I loved. So yeah, it was, it was such a good time.
1: It's like the era of when she was kind of, well, cause she was pregnant. Right. And so it was like, she started like moving behind the camera a little bit more for a bit there. And that was yeah. like all the photography yeah. and like, yeah, right before uh finding and everything came out, like you were, that was your like zone. right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then the first movie movie that I did, she just had had all of And we went to South Africa and shot, um, blended. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That must've been a totally amazing experience. (laughs)
2: Yeah. That was amazing. I remember her asking, like, she was still like talking to Adam and he was telling her about this idea and how they wanted to shoot in South Africa. And I remember her asking me, she's like, do you want to go to South Africa? And I'm like, uh, yeah, are you (laughs) kidding? Like crazy. Yeah. This is just the experiences that it brought me like, uh, I I take them everywhere with me. Like I've never would have been to South Africa otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I even after that movie, we came, we shot the rest of it in Atlanta. I think I went back to South Africa for a month because I had met some people on the set and like, I just wanted to go back and experience it more. Wow. Yeah.
0: Somehow I think I remember that. Like we must've been following you on social media because I kind of remember you going (laughs) back and we're like, wait,
2: still there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So what would you say like the best and
1: worst parts of being a personal assistant are?
2: Well, the best parts are like all those amazing opportunities that you get, travel, um the people you meet, just being around her, like just getting to do like the the glamorous stuff. Yeah. Red carpets, the events, the parties, getting any ticket to any show you want. <laughs> yeah access access exactly access to anything the hardest you know are the crazy hours especially when you're working on a set it's like 13 12 13 14 hours long days early mornings late nights travel when you're away from your family but I was I was young I was like take me anywhere I'll go anywhere I want to be anywhere Um, so that really wasn't hard for me then just, and it's a stressful, it's fast paced. You deal with a lot of different personalities. So you just learn to navigate that. But those are the most stressful parts of the job. And just making sure she's where she's gotta be and she's on her schedule. Cause you know, it all comes back to you if it, things are done right or on time or whatever, you know, it all, they all come to me. I'm the like the gatekeeper. So yeah. they have answer's for me. You know, I'm trying to get answers out of her. Like, you know, it's just, that's the most stressful part.
1: You must be an incredibly organized person to be able to like have all those (sighs) checks
2: around. (laughs) I think over the years, yeah, I I definitely have become more organized for sure.
0: Yeah. Having to be in charge of someone's calendar like that. Yeah. (laughs) That's, That's quite a bit. I mean, I can't even imagine what her calendar looks like.
2: Yeah. That's that. Those are the biggest things is the calendar and making sure it's all on point.
0: Yep. So you've been talking a little bit about some of the things you worked on with Drew and Flower. What was your favorite thing that you worked on while you were with Flower?
2: I would probably have to say Blended, for sure Blended, because I just loved being in South Africa. It was my first movie. Just the experiences I had with that, the people I met. Yeah, I would definitely say Blended.
1: And we've always heard that Adam Sandler crews are like a huge family.
2: I love Adam so much I wish like I could always be on a movie set with him because I've done other movies with other people and he he his sets are the best for sure 100% like
1: it's no wonder like, that he well, just keeps the same people <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah it's great like, how cool the kid he just brings all his friends and family with him to every set and uses them in the movies and yeah love that so I would say when people ask me like a fun fact, I always say Adam Sandler taught me how to juggle because he, oh my gosh, but I should say tried because I <laughs> did not pick it up. Uh, but when we were on the set, yeah, he was, he would like teach me how to juggle things and I would try and I never could get it, but I <laughs> the use that lessons as a fun, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a
1: great like icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. So as far as like doing a film set or photo shoot versus like an event, like we first met you at that, find it and everything, book signing. And, you know, I'm sure you went to lots of red carpets. What was kind of your preference?
2: I would definitely say the events more. I mean, I loved making the movies, but again, being on set for so long, it's hard after a while. And the fun stuff is, you know, when it's all done and you get to go to the premieres and to the parties and, you know, those types of things. So that would be the most fun, I would say the glamorous part
0: glamorous okay so the next thing we're wondering about because we know that there was a transition from Los Angeles to New York while you're with flower so what was that like
2: well again I was younger so I would I, I it was fun I had a lot of fun in New York um Yeah, I had a good group of friends there. So like when I would go and she had an apartment in the West Village that I got to stay at, like one of her older apartments. Um so anyone who kind of worked with her would stay in this apartment. So I I always called it like, you know, the top model house. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The flower films house. That's a Um, great reference. Yeah. So we would always just go and we had such a good time living and it was like bigger than an apartment, you know, in New York city. So it never felt like living in New York because we had such a good, great apartment. But then as I got older and there was a time where I could, I I still lived in LA, so I was able to go back and forth. So I was like, you know, a couple weeks in New York, a week back home or two weeks home and whatever the, the case was. But Yeah, after a while, New York began to be a lot. And then she moved there full time because she still had a house in L.A. And so she would go back and forth at times. And then when she fully moved to New York, I didn't want to move. And at that point, I, I was married and I just couldn't. So I did it as long as I could. And then she got the talk show in 2020 and she needed me to be there full time. And that was just another, I was just like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. It was the hardest decision of my life because I loved working with her so much. I didn't want to leave her. It was like cutting off my arm, uh, but I also am married. So I was like, my husband doesn't want to move back to uh, New York. He lived there once upon a time. He's like, I don't want to live there again. We had two dogs. And then I was like, we're not going to have the model house anymore. We're going to have to have a home house. <laughs> It's going to be a small apartment with two big dogs. Uh, so it just, I had to make the decision to move on. And that, yeah, that was, that was tough, really tough.
0: Oh, I mean, we've always wondered if it was hard for her to, you know, because ultimately that decision was made partly for her kids.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think,
0: but we, we oh,
2: were 100%. like, 10%. it was all for her kids. If, if it wasn't for the kids, she'd still be in LA because LA is her home. Yeah. Yeah. She always said she would be wheeled out in a body bag from her house in LA and I'm like what why are you why I know you I do remember You're not dead. what are you saying?
1: <laughs> I do remember seeing somewhere kind of recently where she said like getting rid of that house was almost worse than getting divorced
2: <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. was such a great house yeah yeah so I, I it was definitely a hard decision for her but she you know her kids are her everything and first and foremost. So she made that decision for the kids, which is obviously respectable.
1: Yeah, I know. How can you get mad about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay. I want to ask you about something. I think your last project was The Stand-In, right?
2: Yeah, The Stand-In. Okay, so that, was my last project.
1: that movie sort of has been like erased in a way. Like, it feels like Drew goes out of her way to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> I was wondering if you had any insight into that.
2: No, it was, we shot that in New York, New York. And did we shoot it in New Jersey too? I don't know. We, we shot some parts in the city and some parts outside of the city. It was winter. It was cold. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it never really got a big release. I remember seeing it on Netflix for a while. I don't even know if it's still there. Is yeah,
1: it? it is. Cause I only just got around to watching it like a month oh. ago. It was a little weird.
2: It's a weird movie. I yeah. also had to film you in that one, too. What? In the what? very, 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 very beginning, I bring her like her iced tea. Oh, <laughs> oh that's assistant. so
1: perfect.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, But no, I loved the idea of it. I yeah, just
1: the concept think, is cool.
2: Yeah, I just don't think that it translated right. Yeah, she probably does not want to talk about it no
1: and it's just I guess I was surprised I guess I wasn't paying attention or whatever it was like COVID time so it was a weird time but like when I was watching the opening credits I was like this is a flower films production like Mm -hmm. I could see if like she just had done it and just like wasn't happy with the result but
2: yeah she she wanted to do it like they I think there was even talks about going to someone else for the role but she really I think again liked the idea like the concept She loved the director. Ember brought that to her. And I think just like it sounded good on paper, but it just again didn't translate. But she really wanted to do that movie. And Ember was like, you don't have to do it. We can find somebody else. And she's like, no, no, I really like it. I want to do it. So I don't really know how it fell off the tracks.
1: Yeah. Her performance is actually really cool in it. It's very
2: different. Really great. See, yeah, you don't see her in movies like that really. So I think that was probably another reason she really wanted to do it, because it was a challenge playing both roles. It was cool to see her kind of like take on the role and like getting into the makeup, getting into the character. She would every morning put in her earbuds and listen to, I forget which artist it was, but there was an artist that she would listen to every day that would get her in that vibe of that character, of the candy character, I think. The
1: crazy one. Yeah,
2: Yeah, the crazy (laughs) one
1: i wonder what she was listening to
2: get the name of the 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 singer but you guys are getting little inside tidbits of
1: these are our favorite little things to get (laughs) we like soak these up i mean
0: i i I um,
2: would say behind the scenes
0: yeah (laughs) we were just talking about that yesterday
2: Yeah. yeah so i'm giving you behind the scenes
0: yep we know like that she played some stuff for some of the cast on Whippet, like to get them in the mode so like i'm not surprised that she would do that for herself too that she would kind of have oh, like a I soundtrack
1: when she did writing in cars with boys because she was like really going deep on that one she had like really specific songs for each scene that yeah, she would listen to before filming yeah, so yeah, that's, that's
2: amazing thing. and also for gray gardens i heard i wasn't there for that one but i heard like she was in character from like I think she stayed in character. That was one movie she stayed in character through the entire shooting of it. Yeah, I
1: remember her saying she wouldn't use like any modern day technology when she was filming it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I heard that was like a a period where she just was like in it, really in it.
1: And I I can see how-
2: Work, like yeah, ooh.
1: like when you're a mom,
0: that's yeah. impossible, yeah, right? Yeah, you
2: exactly. you're gonna scare the kids. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't put come home to with Edie
0: yeah. I was gonna say, like, to be ed I feel like you'd have to kind of like drive yourself nuts. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, like that character was just so like that I've was, seen the original that, thing, yeah. and I've seen Drew, and I'm like. She's tapping into this part of this person that's just like disturbing but fascinating and like i don't know she did such an amazing job on that and maybe it had to be method you know like i don't know one of those things like she might have i could could almost see her in a younger age like making fun of method and then like having to do it for that role like
2: had to yeah
0: before i ask this next question i was going to ask because you said iced tea and we know that she like loves iced tea (laughs) Were yeah. you just like constantly refilling her thing of iced tea?
2: That was the bane of my existence, the iced tea. I had to find it no matter where we were. I had to send it to South Africa. Like I had to like get a crates of that Java. That's the black iced tea that she drinks. Yeah. And send it to South Africa and made sure that we had enough so she didn't run out. But there's a backup. If we never had Tijava wherever we were, we could take these PG tips, like just the tea bags yeah. and then threw them. And she would, she was okay with that. So, <laughs> if there wasn't a Starbucks, there wasn't Java, we would have the backup PG tips. Yeah. And I would I have like it everywhere, pack it in bags, get it on flights, <laughs> just <and> bottles everywhere, <laughs> bottles everywhere, like in separate bags just for the tea the tea had its own seat probably on a plane oh my
0: god I love it so much because I think for forever like literally probably the last 20 years we've like seen her always with like thing and I don't know yeah when did we find out it was iced tea she probably like said it I feel like
1: we've known for a long time (laughs) since the 90s like it's just like her thing and I get it I'm like that with diet coke but I actually gave it up well I'm pregnant so I haven't had it for 20 weeks um oh my god. But every time I, I know see that, it Ash. I'm just like god I want one so bad but yeah. it's like if I go somewhere and they're not gonna have it it's like an issue so yeah. I get it and then I yeah. mean she
0: has the, the means and that tea
2: at the time I don't think like it was I mean it was it's it's out in more places now than it pro- it was probably back then and we were even like you to like a, a to do a deal with this tea company <laughs> truly giving you free tea they should be paying you to drink (laughs) this
1: every time she's like paparazzi with it why is she not doing ads for that
0: instead of an app for like (laughs) big (laughs) meow?
2: oh my god i know she's doing so many things it's crazy
1: i know it's funny how many
2: like commercials i've seen her? yeah we like like, report on it
1: you know every week i'm like Compiling all the news of what happened in the past week, and some of them, I'm like, oh my god, there's so much. <laughs> so
2: much. She, yeah, I don't even think she did that much, and I know she has to probably do it now for the talk show, which is awesome. Yeah, which I know. the talk show is doing really well, so I'm so excited for her about that, and hopefully we get a season four. I yeah.
1: know. I hope the so. Guests
2: are insane. She has the best guests. Yeah, like I love her roster of people. Like we just talked about the Gwen Stefani one. I'm like, oh, that was so good.
1: That was like
0: dream come true.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so cool. And she has such
0: a range too. It's not just huge stars. Like it's like amazing people talking about whatever they're passionate about. It's really cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's 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 finally found its legs. You know, in the beginning it was rocky, and now it's so good. I love it. I like literally like any chance I get, I like watch YouTube and yeah. watch my watch it because I don't have regular cable so I can't Same, yeah. <laughs> watch it I'm at, or I'm at work so I can't see it during the day. So I just watch it on YouTube and I'm like, oh I want to see more of these I things. know. The way they edit it, but... they cut out that they don't show the whole thing and it bugs me. And I'm like, no, I want to see more.
1: So yep. the YouTube has less this season. I don't know why, but yeah, the website I um, has yep most of it oh so. okay
2: yeah, I don't I haven't gone to the website yeah that's where I'm, I've like I'm switched to like, that. <laughs> who's editing these videos I like, know off, like at the worst times they, I agree I, I can you more. tell her <laughs> I, I, I told Christina that yesterday. oh you I'm did like, okay yeah, I don't know if it'll get back but I'm like <laughs> they need to fix that editing because she'll be mid-sentence and they cut it off and I'm like they- I wasn't <laughs> finished, and you weren't finished. We want to hear more. We want to. Where's the yeah. rest? Exactly. They so, need okay, Anne to
0: go edit that. Oh, hello. I'm gonna and leave my finished. archiving work and go and just work for the editors for that YouTube for
2: <laughs> you should, <laughs> YouTube show. We could totally get you in. I was
1: telling somebody um, a while ago. We were talking about the show, and I was saying. One thing that I find incredible is she'll have a guest on who I'm like, eh, about whoever it is sometimes, and then like somehow the way she talks to them, like she brings out the best in that person, and I go like, wait, yeah. th- I guess I kind of like that person now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy what she's able to get out of them, and I just love the like, she just can like talk to them as just like they're relating and like, you know, just like they're old friends. Yeah, might have met them for the first time.
1: Well, yeah, we've also she talked about that, effect.
0: that a lot <laughs> she, yeah, she has that effect. That <laughs> we talked to somebody i don't know if you heard the clip but we talked to uh jonathan van meter who interviewed her in 1996 and then again in 2006 Six. Mm-hmm. um and he just said that when he met her in 2006 she had been doing like an entire huge press day and her hotel where he met her was a mess but like she was like let's just get on the bed and then he just like felt <laughs> yeah. enveloped in her bubble and she just yeah. like brought him in and it was so personal and she was like rubbing like oils on his arms (laughs) like it was like we could totally picture this that it was like this experience of just like being brought in like he was like it was chaos and then it was like okay now i'm here with you like she just i was like that sounds like her that's
2: how it is yeah that's her that's who she is
0: so you mentioned that you've met with Christina, her kind of new staff. But how often do you get to see like Mason, Chris, Ember, Nancy, or any of them these days? Oh,
2: gosh, I haven't seen anyone since 2020. Like okay. i in New yeah. York, I haven't seen any. Christina's the only one I saw, and I don't think I've seen her either. So this is the first time I've seen her since COVID. Ember is back and forth. She she's mostly on the East Coast, so I haven't seen her yet. Lana her hair girl yeah. um hair girls I've seen her we were in Italy together this year yeah. Oh, um, cool. For work on different projects but work um uh, but that's it you haven't seen Chris I haven't seen Lee yeah nobody Mason I I I have not seen Mason
1: we miss Mason. Let me tell you, Mason, like understood that we were a valuable resource. <laughs> so he would like text me and be like, can you tell me who this photographer was on the shoot? Or do you have a picture of Drew and her mom? Like, and wow. we would provide him with stuff. And it was like a cool, you know, like, yeah, we're, we're t- I can do this in two seconds. Like this is yeah. easy. <laughs> Don't go struggling, wow. like going and Getty images or something. Like I've got this yeah. right now. <laughs>
2: that's amazing you guys are like the encyclopedia of drew
1: yeah, yeah. we were actually we- just talking about uh <laughs> do you know Evan Ross Katz are you familiar with him he's like a the pop name culture is- guy
2: yeah the name is familiar what has he done
1: um well I know him because he wrote a book on Buffy that I've been meaning to read it's like my okay. favorite show but he was on her Drew's News podcast this week but he calls himself a Sarah Michelle Geller historian and I was uh-huh. like that that's what we got it. We have to. title. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Drew
0: Barrymore historians. For a yeah. while, we're like, are we the biographers? <laughs> like, yeah. what is? Because I remember there was like biographers on old shows that would they would do like profiles. They'd be like, here's the biographer, and they we were like, never like you could always tell they were bullshitting.
1: And they'd be like, yeah. oh my god, you're just like making this up.
2: <laughs> like, you we guys live... need to figure out something to like get your way in there to like work with her, collaborate yeah. on something together.
0: I think she kind of knows what we've got because she knows the Druseum, you know, mm-hmm. she knows the Druseum and what it is. But I don't think she fully understands like Mason did like, no, we actually kind of know your whole life,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: like almost better, better than, than you do. Yeah. <laughs> but like, not in a way because we always kind of joke that she doesn't know how old she was when like she did anything. So Mm -hmm. she'll be like, ah, it was, it was 30 years ago. And it was like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like,
2: yeah, she never gets a date or time. Correct. (laughs) But
0: we we're like, you know what? That's okay. We We got it. We got it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, It's just a
1: weird skill. It's like, and I'm like, I'm walking around with all this information that has no use in life. Like I might as well, we might as well do a podcast where we can at least talk about it and somebody might enjoy it. Yep.
2: Yeah, yep, absolutely.
1: We'll get it down.
2: <laughs> absolutely.
1: So, what is life looking like for you currently?
2: So, I have taken on a new role with another person. Um, I now work with Charlize Theron.
0: Oh, no wonder. That's <laughs> why your thing says Charlie.
2: <laughs> yeah, she used, my co- she used my computer, my Zoom one, so I had to put her name in it. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at now. Um, and I, I actually my first time meeting Charlize was with drew. We went to, um, so actually I'll back up. We on the stand in, we worked with a makeup artist, like a special effects makeup artist named Vivian. And she worked with Charlize on um, a movie, the one where she played Megan Kelly. And then Vivian wanted me to meet Charlize's assistant, Matt at the time. So, she connected me and Matt and then he and I stayed in contact and we were going to meet up. I was in New York at the time shooting. And he's like, yeah, when you're in LA, let's, let's hang out, let's meet up. So he actually then invited Drew and myself to one of her uh, events for her charity, CTAOP. So Drew also shares a couple other people in her worlds. So we ended up going to that event and met Matt for the first time and then met Charlize so never thought anything of it right and so at that time that was probably like the end of 2019 and then 2020 came pandemic hit I was living in Vegas at the time couldn't find a job to save my life I was looking all over which for a while was fine because like I have been working non-stop go 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 <laughs> never home I was never home longer than like the two weeks. So to be home during the pandemic, like I soaked it up. I was loving every second of it because I got to be home with my family and just be home. Um, yeah,
1: there were some positive aspects. Yeah, there that.
2: were positive <laughs> things it, for sure. I mean, I actually was the first, one of the first people to get COVID. <laughs> oh. I, was, I, was, I had it in March of 2020. So, wow. so I, I left Drew on March like 13th. And I came home back to Vegas. And then the next day I had COVID. <laughs> I remember going to the grocery store, like there was huge lines, like food was running out. I really didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And then the next day I started getting sick and I'm like, oh my God, I think I have it. So I had the original COVID. Oh the- my God. Yeah. You
1: like the OG on the COVID. Plane back to Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> so,
2: OG. so after I got through that, it was two weeks. After I got through those two weeks, yeah, I, I just enjoyed being... Home and then um, cut to like a year later, and I'm still like I can't find a job that I like or want to do. What am I gonna do? So, me and my husband decided to move back to LA. And um, long short story short, I started working with Charlie's. But no, I I had signed up with a job agency, and they sent me a job. And it's a job agency that does a lot of like placement for assistants and stuff like that. So they sent me this job and I was like, yeah, I'm interested. What is it? And so they came back and they're like, oh, it's for Charlize And I'm like, no way. I'm like, I know her assistant. So he ended up getting my resume and
1: Perfect. that's
2: how <laughs> it happened. The rest is history. You know, it's so, so funny
1: when you said her name, I, I remember that, that gentleman who we told you about who did the articles about Drew uh, yeah. in 96, he said that the only other time he's had a level of intimacy with an interview subject besides Drew, like putting oil on his arms, was the first time he interviewed charlie's she said let's go get a couples massage
2: oh wow weird
1: that's so it's funny ridiculous. like connections
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> that's right i forgot about that actually yeah. but we were like oh cool <laughs> he was like oh we're really like doing this like
2: <laughs> that's so funny yeah yeah so i have been with her since march and then we did um We went to London and shot Fast and the Furious 10. Had a little cameo in that. And then we did, we went to Italy in end of May, first part of June until like late September and shot another movie. Wow. You're staying plenty
1: busy. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) So now I'm back in LA and just uh, enjoying the time off from a movie set which is nice
0: cool home and home with your hubby
2: yeah exactly
0: that's wonderful
2: yeah um
0: do you still get do you mostly centered in LA now basically because of that
2: yeah yeah Yeah. that's great that's
0: great
1: do you want us to like send people your way like where should people find you is there anything you want to
2: promote and just send them to my Instagram though. I'm not very active on it anymore. I need to get more active on it. Once in a while, I'll get a bug up my butt and I'll start posting things, <laughs> but then I stop and I fall off. So that's the only thing I have to promote. <laughs> I have to promote. <laughs> Nothing else to promote.
1: It's just at, is it at Tony, the tiger. Craigo?
2: Tony, yeah. Tony, the tiger. Craigo. Okay. Did
0: mm-hmm. Drew give you that nickname?
2: Yeah, she did actually. That's why oh. stuck. Yeah. She, she would call me tiger. So that was my favorite thing. I loved that nickname and like hearing it like she would just scream it like across the <laughs> studio and i'd know it was for me so i come running with t and all
1: bottles <laughs> uh, shaking
2: yeah so the name that yeah everyone started calling me tiger so it just sort of stuck and I, oh yeah now no one really calls me tiger except for any, everyone in her camp that's it oh well
0: we'll, we'll, we'll call, call you, you tiger <laughs>
2: thanks i like I sh-
0: it i should have in the intro said tony the tiger
2: anyways that's what i'm doing now and i'm so grateful that i uh was able to find another good one so
0: yeah I- that sounds awesome. great she's so happy for you yeah. i mean we of course we have a favorite but she's charlie's is really cool too <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah yeah i mean if i if drew didn't live in new york i'm sure i still would have been working with her yeah,
1: yeah. i know I mean, you guys really did seem like from the outside like a family unit yeah
2: i would have i would have taken chris's role
1: <laughs> yeah totally oh my right. god you really could have been and then you would have yeah. made sure all the youtubes were edited correctly <laughs>
0: exactly
2: oh yeah, who we got to speak to you're like
0: the fans are asking
2: i <laughs> don't even like do drew's news on it anymore i don't ever really not on youtube yeah.
0: Mm-mm. but we're like mean, we're thrilled that she's got the show like it's so fun to have yeah. this like interesting kind of person we gets personal stories from her through that in an interesting way yeah, like really. because she's not doing the movie press it's like that's the way she can tell little tidbits and
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: Real life stuff, yeah exactly. Yeah. But Tony, thank you so much.
2: This thank is you like you guys so this, much. This, this was is so, so fun. fun.
0: When we like first
1: were brainstorming the podcast and like would we eventually have guests, I was like, we gotta have Tony. Like Tony's first. Like there's <laughs> uh, just like I know he'll he's supportive of us. I know he'll be yeah. fun.
2: Like, <laughs> well, I'm honored to be on here. This is really cool.
1: Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, and I too. definitely
2: want to do it again. So whenever you need me,
1: yeah, we will definitely be taking you up on that. And then. Don't forget to send us that never been kissed set picture of you being yes. so, yeah. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Well, thank
1: you, well, thank so you much.
2: guys and good so luck cool. with this. It's gonna oh, be great. Thank you. I love it. Oh
1: I'm doing it. Don't
2: stop. No, even if that one week you're like I'm in an airplane, <laughs> just keep doing it.
1: <laughs> I will. like that. Yeah, good yeah. motivation. <laughs> Making it work always. <laughs> bye. bye. Bye.
0: Bye, Tony. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of How Do You Drew? We'd really appreciate it if you could rate, review, and subscribe because it helps us keep us on the podcast ranking or something. (laughs) Um, Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at How Do You Drew Pod. And then send us some listener
1: mail to HowDoYouDrewPod at gmail.com. We want your stories about Drew. We want your input on the podcast we want to know if you're sick of us correcting everything and being know-it-alls like <laughs> any and feedback. we won't
0: change the way we are we just want to hear what you think
1: <laughs> we just want to have some content to read in our you've got mail segment so <laughs> send us whatever you got <laughs> and then guys we will see you next Tuesday. thank, thank you, you.
0: The How Do You Drew podcast is researched and produced by Ashley and Ann from Druseum.com. Our theme song is by our dear friend, Matt Costa, and we'll see you next Tuesday.